Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Right, we love a little bit of nostalgia on uh, the afternoons with Steffi in association with Gull. They've got a big sign behind me. Gull.nz, log on there. Register yourself to send you a notification when um, February's super duper special off the already, already economical price of fuel is there. Gull, they flew fuel. And they have fueled my missions all last year and they'll do it this year as well. Great crew. 1973. All Blacks Barbarians. Long hailed as one of the greatest games ever played. And Sammy, and you actually heard in Johnny Mac's news um, hour or so ago. Sammy, it's a big day. It is a big day because Gareth Edwards, who uh, you'll know from uh, a very famous moment, which you're going to talk about shortly, um, is auctioning the jersey that he wore uh, in that moment. Um, and it is tipped to shatter the world record price currently held by a rugby jersey, uh, which belongs to Dave Gallagher's storied 1905-06 All Blacks Originals jersey, which sold for $343,000. Uh, he captained the, the All Blacks when their only loss amongst 35 matches came in a controversial 3-0 defeat to Wales. Uh, he was later killed during the First World War uh, in the Battle of Passchendaele. Um, but Ben Rogers, who's one of the auctioneers that's going to handle... Uh, 39 jerseys of Gareth Edwards, who's obviously putting up quite a few, um, tips the number nine Barbarians one to set a new mark at the auction in Panath, Wales. Panath. Panath. You'll be selling your shirt, Gareth. Uh, Gareth. It's a bit, <laughs> bit Irish, but um, anyway, yeah, over to you, Steph, but that's why it's in the news at the moment. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I just thought I'd read you the team sheets. From this game, from 1973. The Barbarians was made up thus. JPR Williams, Wales. David Duckham, who sadly passed recently, a couple of weeks ago, he was from England. John Dawes was your captain, he was from Wales. Mike Gibson, the Irishman, long regarded as still by some the greatest ever midfielder in rugby. Uh, John Bevan of Wales. Phil Bennett, the magical sidestep of Phil Bennett. He was the Welsh first five and the Wales halfback as well. Gareth Edwards, the man we were just talking about. Ford Pack of uh, Ray McLaughlin, John Pullen, Sandy Carmichael, Willie John McBride, uh, Bob Wilkinson, who played for Cambridge University in true Barbarians style, uh, Bob Wilkinson, uh, Tom David of Clanethley and Fergus Slattery of Ireland and the great Derek Quinnell of Wales. The New Zealand team, Joe Carum, Brian Williams, Bruce Robertson, Ian Hurst, Grant Batty, Bob Burgess, Sid Going, Super Sid, Ford Pack, Graham Whiting, Ron Ehrlich, Kent Lambert, Manawatu, Peter Whiting, Hamish McDonald, Alistair Scown, the great Ian Kirkpatrick was captain, and Alex Wiley 
came off the back of the scrum. Fondly remembered for, for many people say still to this day, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, um, just one of the greatest tries in all time. And it was the 50th anniversary of New Zealand Barbarians matches. And it happened on January 27, 1973. So a quick bit of maths tells me that's... Oh, that's 50 years ago. That's 50... Oh, it was 50 years ago. It was 50 years ago the other day. 50 years ago... What's the date today? Four days ago. There we go. Accidental brilliance. Accidental brilliance. Um... Just as a little bit of a, a, a preamble, um, it was the awe-inspiring try for the Barbarians against, against New Zealand. It, was, it came in about the fourth minute. Um, it was an amazing game, though. Uh, the Barbars, they were coached by Carwin James, which had a little bit of controversy around it as well. Um, but the sensational Gareth Edwards scored in the opening exchanges, and that try has stood the test of time. Going Williams again. Everyone with him. Going, very little support. Good tackle by Slackery of Ireland. Almost on the halfway line. Kirkpatrick to Williams. This is great stuff. Phil Bennett covering. Chased by Alistair Scott. Brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. John Williams. Brian Williams. Colin. John Dawes. Great dummy. David, Tom David, the halfway line, brilliant by Quinnell. This is Gareth Edwards, a dramatic start. Worst goal. Has anyone else got goosebumps? <laughs> I wasn't watching that, just listening to it. That combination, um, seven people involved in that try, six of them being Welshmen. Edwards, Phil Bennett, JPR Williams, John Dawes, Derek Quinnell, Tom David and the Englishman, John Pullen. But ultimately, it was Gareth Edwards that scored the try. Uh, the try set the tone for a remarkable match, which saw further scores, uh, tries by John Bevan, Fergus Slattery, and JPR Williams. And uh, the little man, five foot five, Grant Batty, he dotted down twice for New Zealand. It was the All Blacks' uh, final game of a long, long tour to the Northern Hemisphere. They'd beaten England, Wales and Scotland. They managed to draw with Ireland, but there was the very famous 9-3 defeat against Clinethley uh, in October. It was a very long tour. They built the Barbarians matches, the fifth test. was the best of the best, and um, it, was, it was like the British and Irish Lions match of 1971. Um, the Lions coach and captain were Welsh duo James and Dawes, but while there were others in the Barbarians party who had humbled the All Blacks in their backyard. It was still, though, a team coming together just before a match in true Barbarian style. There was a one-hour training session. That was it. Um, Carwin James, he actually wasn't strictly allowed to coach the side because that went against the amateur Barbars ethos with suggestions he gave an illegal team talk before the match. Different times. In contrast to the Barbars, uh, the All Blacks had been together for three months, incredibly long tour, and they were looking to revenge the British and Irish Lions' defeat of uh, 1971. Prior to the tour, the team manager decided they would not do the haka on tour, and the All Blacks had done it through the course of time. 
Then the morning of the Barbas match and the day before, they were practising the haka rather than running their moves. And Brian Williams said they got onto Cardiff Arms Park and the haka was disgraceful, terrible. And we were down 17-0 at half time. And then that try that started it all, uh, Cliff Morgan said, and I quote, Kurt Patrick to Williams, this is great stuff. Phil Bennett covering, chasing by Alistair Scown. Brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. John Williams, Brian Williams, pulling, John Dawes, great dummy. David, Tom David, the halfway line. Brilliant by Quinnell. This is Gareth Edwards, dramatic start, what a score. And that try will never be forgotten. And if you weren't even born, go and watch it and do yourself a favour. Um, fly half Bennett sidestep deluxe early in the game he went back towards his own line collected the kick that Brian Williams had put through and he just stepped I think it was three or four sidesteps and then what followed was a sequence of sidesteps that bamboozled bamboozled the All Black defenders as they bear down on Phil Bennett Gareth Edwards said uh, when he saw Phil initially scurrying back I thought thank God for that he has a good footballing sense and will have a little breather he did the complete opposite to kicking. He thought he'd kick it out, being a Welsh first five. And Gareth Edwards said, I was cursing him at the time. What happened next will live with me forever. It was the most incredible thing to do when people least expected it. And that typified Phil Bennett. I had to say thank you to Phil for not doing what I originally wanted him to do. He knew better. Following Barry John's retirement in 72, this was the moment when Bennett announced himself to the rugby world. Edwards added, we had all been in patches or moments in matches. Phil had been doing it for ages, flicking and earthly. Barry had been a dominant first five for Wales for four or five years, but Phil, he was always on the fringes, just waiting for his moment. And he was unplayable at times, and we'd already seen him orchestrate Clanethley's win against New Zealand. Carwin, the coach on the day, told him to do just what he'd normally do, and that was the magic of Phil Bennett. Didn't need any more instruction. Bennett fed uh, the Welsh fullback JPR Williams, who was victim of a high tackle, and the high tackles in this match were fearsome, fearsome. Uh, not called, uh, knock-ons, not called, four passes, not called. This was true Barbarians New Zealand rugby. Um, Brian Williams said, gave him a bit of a coat hanger tackle, but I was trying to wrap him up and he got the ball away anyway. Then there was the dummy by doors and their magnificent electric play, which ultimately resulted in a try in the left wing corner to Gareth Edwards, fully extended. Think about that try that Michael Jones got in the 1987 World Cup. Um, horizontal to the ground, just absolutely brilliant. But you could get, you could get um, to the way of thinking that that was the match, was that try. But that was only four minutes in. What then transpired was what some still say is the greatest game of rugby ever played in the Northern Hemisphere. So we've packaged you together a few of the highlights of the rest of that magnificent game. from New Zealand's line. Going harassed by Edwards. Slack his pickup. And he scores. Phil Bennett then from the identical spot he converted a, a penalty. Burgess. 
all interception by Cornell. Here's Dawes. This is John Bevan. Williams can't get him. So strong, this fellow. What a throw! Is kicking towards our camera just over the Taff River. The River Taff that runs alongside this ground. Hursts. This is Karam in the line. Williams in the line. Can he get there? He's got great speed. Grant Batty is in. Grant Batty. Top. Should have gone to Williams though. Duckham was in. Ahead for Batty. He picks it up. He, he scores for speed. Over the top. This is a brilliant try by Grant Batty. He picks it up. Gibson. Slattery to John Williams. has been a great occasion. Let me not say a word now as we listen to this crowd and we watch some of the greatest players of the decade, indeed of all time. Just amazing and just the crowd noise, the absolute oh, euphoria in that crowd of what they were witnessing. Um, and there were some stories behind the stories with some of the players that were involved in that game. Tom David, for example, he wasn't supposed to be playing. Mervyn Davis uh, was originally selected. He had to drop out on the morning of the game. He had the flu. Um, and Tom David said he'd had a phone call from Carwin James saying one of the England second roads had dropped out and would I come on as a replacement? And he was doing somersaults, uh, but I never envisaged myself going onto the pitch. The previous day, I met up with them in Cardiff and we went training and I was in awe because all of the great... Uh, the Great Britain, the best of the best, and the Irish players, they were there. The sad news on the Saturday morning was Mervyn, the great player, and wonderful man, he dropped out. So all of a sudden, I was thrust into the biggest game of my life. I was so nervous and could not talk. And when I ran onto the field, I was running behind the likes of Gareth Edwards, Phil Bennett, JPR. It was just incredible. That game changed my life in rugby. Tom David, though, to his credit, never looked out of place on the day. And after his intervention, uh, fellow back rower Cornell took that opening try move on with some good hand work um, and out to Bevan outside. He was jogging beside uh, Derek Cornell, he said, who had passed the ball and I could see this black tide coming across and cover defence and I'm thinking I'm going to get killed if he passes it to me, said Bevan. Fair play to Gareth, he saw that moment. There have been suggestions that Cornell's try scoring pass to the charging Edwards was forward and if there was a VAR back then it probably would have been adjudicated as such but that would have robbed us of a magnificent try in the history of rugby and while the try might have been disallowed in the modern era um, what cannot be denied was the finish by Gareth Edwards who had called for a pass in Welsh he used Welsh to call for the pass to not alert the All Blacks he said I just think Cornell was surprised that I was there I was coming at a rate of knots and their scrum half I was just thinking I should get up there if we have a ruck or a maul Derek got the ball and I just shouted to him in Welsh. And luckily he was one of the few guys in team that understood Welsh. And Edwards finished it off. Speaking of late call-ups, we just heard the commentary. There was a late call-up in the commentary box as well. The voice of rugby in the Northern Hemisphere for so long, Bill McLaren, he was supposed to be the man behind the mic, but he pulled out due to being unwell just minutes before kickoff. 
And so Morgan, who was working for the BBC anyway, he was sent up to the commentary box and they said, do your best. The late Welsh British Irish Lions fly half, he did not disappoint. So lasting legacies of that game, the players knew they'd been part of something special. They were some of the more magical moments like uh, England wing David Duckham. Go and have a look at the highlights. Unbelievable. He sadly died earlier this month or just a couple of weeks ago, as I said. Amazing dummies, amazing sidesteps. Um, he endeared himself so much to that crowd and card of Welsh, uh, Welsh fans, they dubbed him Die Duckham instead of David Duckham. Bevan was meant to be playing for Cardiff that day, but he was a late include for the injured Gerald Davies, another wonderful player. Uh, so late, in fact, that his name didn't even make the programme. And Bevan said, you knew that the atmosphere was different. I don't know how, but it was more of a celebration than a game of rugby. With internationals, you're normally a bit tense, but I felt felt like a party atmosphere. It was a heck of a match to be playing in. You knew that no game was going to be like that for a long, long time. You could not replicate that if you tried, and I never did. England, uh, sorry, uh, Gareth Edwards, he said the game transcended sport. He said experience told us we had not had the preparation they had, and they wanted to give us a good tonking for what we'd done to them a year or two before in New Zealand. They played some fantastic rugby that day, but as it happened we were also able to show our ability to produce one of the all-time great matches that lives in many rugby fans' memories and will never leave mine. Sometimes I have to pinch myself at the way things turned out. Whenever I go in the world, wherever I go, even now, someone talks about it. I went fishing in Russia once, he said, and we were invited back to a house in an old town and our host put on the DVD of the game. It was one of the most remote areas in Russia that you could go fishing. It took three hours to get there by helicopter. That just gives you an, an example of the reach of this wonderful game. 1973, All Blacks Barbarians. Barbarians 23, New Zealand 11. One of the absolute greats. If you weren't around, if the only thing you've ever seen is that try, go and watch the rest of the highlights. There's some absolutely wonderful Wonderful memories. A couple of text messages. Ken said, Staffy, that Barbar backline was one of the best ever. Mike Gibson, still the best centre I've ever seen. But there is another guy making progress. Cheers, Ken. <laughs> Settle down, Ken. <laughs> um, just just marvellous memories. Uh, 1973, Barbarians, All Blacks. Do yourself a favour and avail yourself of some of the, one of the most historical, wonderful games of rugby you'll ever see. We'll take a break and we'll come back.